Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled Good Old Gospel Singing. Seems to me, come on and join right in. 
if not for God's word, the human race may have been forced to learn their virtues from God's other creations. For instance, we have made learned faithfulness from a dog, perseverance from an ant, and creativity from the spider. Thankfully, we have God's word, but we can still learn from his creations, even the simple crab. A crab does not grow like other animals. Although their body grows throughout their lifespan, their outer shell stops growing when it reaches a certain size. As the crab continues to grow, it is forced to find a bigger and better home. Why is it so natural for the crab to move on to something new and so difficult for humans? To continue growing, we must step out of whatever is keeping us from continuing our growth. An excellent example of how difficult it is to leave our small shells is when the children of Israel, though living in captivity and misery, were at first hesitant to leave the land of Egypt. Even after departing, many of them wanted to go back. The Israelites were afraid of the unknown and apprehensive how these changes would affect their future. Growth in following Christ often requires us to leave something very dear and meaningful behind. The Israelites were required to have enough faith and determination to follow God regardless of the consequence. If if not careful we may find ourselves clinging to a stressful situation such as a job or a personal relationship for the same reason as the Israelites, the fear of the unknown. Perhaps we can learn to bravely climb out of our small shells and into the hands of the Holy Spirit and allow Him to guide, comfort, and lead us in the paths of His choosing. The one who knows the number of hairs on your head and every sparrow that falls has a real plan for your life. Those who bravely step out in faith will find that his paths are always the most rewarding. Regardless of your age or position in life, with, with Christ it is always just the beginning. By letting go of the old and following his guidance, you can discover a fresh new life filled with his love. Listen now as Eddie Piper sings for us his lovely song, I Know a Name. I know a name that can drive away all sorrow. I know a name that is sweeter than them all. Tears of anguish I know a name, a wonderful name, that wonderful name is Jesus. I know a name, wondrous name above others Oh, sacred name by angelic hosts adored I know a name that 
that is altogether lovely. Oh, precious name of my living Christ and Lord, I know a name, a wonderful name, that wonderful name is Jesus. You are listening to Join the Morning which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Debbie Sackmar plays for us in the flute this wonderful song, Amazing Grace.
the account of the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt to Canaan looks so simple when we read it in the Bible. But a high-ranking army official whose specialty was logistics released these startling facts about the Israelites' trek. There were more than 3 million people making that journey on foot through the desert, plus all the sheep, cattle, and beasts of burden. To feed all those people adequately would have taken 4,000 tons of food per day. To keep them just from starving would have been and have taken 1,500 tons of food each day. The cost of the food alone would be millions of dollars. To haul all that food would take two freight trains, each one a mile long, just to haul one day's supply, just to have enough water to drink, cook with, and wash their dishes would have taken 11 million gallons every day for 40 years. To haul each day's supply would take a freight train of tank cars 1,800 miles long. Their cooking would require 4,000 tons of firewood each day, and to haul this would require several more long freight trains. Each night, they'd had to find a level spot large enough to camp for 3 million or more people, plus their stock. This would take a campground of some 750 square miles, or about 28 by 28 miles. Most fantastic of all was the crossing of the Red Sea, for they had to get through in one night. If they went through a narrow line, two abreast, the line would be 80 miles long, and it would take them 35 days and nights to make it. Most of the sketches we see of the Red Sea crossing show a narrow passage with the waters held back on each side. But in order to get through in one night, they had to have a space three miles wide and walk 5,000 abreast. How did Moses ever manage these daunting details? He was not an army engineer. We don't read of him planning any of these details of the trip. He certainly could not apply to the Egyptian government for help. But Moses had something better than being a good planner and engineer. He believed God and proceeded step by step as the Lord ordered and left all the logistics to God. Why don't you let this same God lead your everyday walk and discover for yourself all the blessings God has for you? Listen now as Stephanie McClellan sings for us this beautiful song entitled, Greater Is He.
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast, and this morning the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1, verses 9 through verse number 12. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Some questions. How does the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, fit into the Word of God? How can we understand those four Gospels? Remember how we outlined the Bible. Genesis to Malachi is 39 books. Then you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four books. The four Gospels depict the earthly ministry of Christ to the nation of Israel. It also mentions the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and ultimately his ascension. Acts, you have one book as a transitional book, transitioning over from the nation of Israel over to the church, the body of Christ, and the Apostle Paul. Then Romans to Philemon, you have 13 epistles, and these 13 epistles were written directly to the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then Hebrews to Revelation, you have nine epistles, the circumcision epistles which were written to the nation of Israel. The four Gospels and their themes, Matthew, King, Mark, Servant, Luke, the Son of Man, John, the Son of God, God Himself. In the Old Testament, four times you have the branch. The branch is a king. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse number 5, and that corresponds to the Gospel of Matthew. In January of 2015, Newsweek carried an article about the Word of God. The article questioned the authenticity of the visit of the Magi, the wise men. Since according to the author, only Matthew mentioned the visit, therefore the visit of the Magi, the wise men, should be called into question. Absolutely not. Why did only Matthew and not Mark, not Luke, not John mention the visit? Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Because their visit, their question fits perfectly into the theme of Matthew, which is the Lord Jesus Christ is king. And you connect it back to Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5. The branch is our king. The branch is a servant. Zechariah chapter 3, verse number 8, connecting to the gospel of Mark. The branch is a man. Zechariah chapter 6, verse number 12, connecting it to the Gospel of Luke. The branch is God Himself. Isaiah chapter 4, verse number 2, connecting you to the Gospel of John that begins saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And of course, that's a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is God Himself. Genesis to Malachi, 39 books. 
The last historic book of the Old Testament is the book of Nehemiah. And the last prophetic book is the book of Malachi. Then you have what we refer to as the 400 silent years to Lord Jesus Christ. And during the 400 silent years, there were no Bible books being written. There were no prophets of God ministering to the nation of Israel. Some people would ask, what about the Apocrypha? The Apocrypha is a group of 14 books not considered part of the canon of Scripture. It's included in the Septuagint and the Vulgate as a part of the Old Testament, but is usually omitted from the Protestant editions of the Bible. Various religious writings of uncertain origin regarded by some as inspired but rejected by most authorities. Since there were no prophets of God, there were no books of the Bible being written, the Apocrypha is not a part of the inerrant, the infallible, the preserved Word of God, and they should absolutely be rejected. Then just think about the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, areas that we want to discuss and study. His genealogy, His virgin birth, His baptism, His earthly ministry to the nation of Israel. He was only sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, his miracles, his parables, his death, burial, resurrection, the cross, his shed blood, his 40-day Bible conference that he had with his apostles, Acts chapter 1, verse number 3, and then his ascension on the 40th day. If you have any Bible questions concerning our study on the life of Christ, or any biblical questions that you would like answered during our Wednesday night Bible study, ask the pastor. Please call the church office at 942-2131 or email Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible at altoonabible.org. It is so important that we study the Word of God, that we go to God's Word. We know, as the psalmist said, that the Word of God is a lamp and a light to our feet and to our path. It gives us guidance. It gives us direction. So as Christians, we need to go and study God's Word. We need to study it and understand it in light of the Word of God, rightly divided. And we will, as we talk upon these four Gospels and the earthly ministry of Christ, we will see that. We know, as John tells us, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. John chapter 14, verse number 6. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Have you trusted him for salvation, knowing that he came into this world, he died for you, he died for the sins of the whole world, and that by simple faith and trust, Lord Jesus Christ, God will save you. Won't you trust and believe him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late? listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. 
So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my